The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're also brought to you by Riffa. Riffa is your home for mini podcasts from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Subscribe to our Riffa channel today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffa. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffa. R-I-F-F-R. That's Riffa. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffa. Boom, boom, boom. It's your EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, check out my website, lockbetting.com. We are in the middle of the month. However, it could still be worth signing up. We have just had an unbelievable run in the NBA over the last three days. We went 8 1 and 1. We went 14 and 5, but that included landing a 1.1 unit play. So essentially, that's like going 17 and 5 for the way that we stake things. And last night, we had a 6 and 0 sweep in the NBA. So it's still definitely worth signing up because your fee to sign up would have been covered with one night. Just one of those NBA winning nights would have covered what you pay for the entire month. We're still making money in the tennis. We're still making money in the soccer. Had a 3 and 0 sweep with the Champions League on Wednesday. So still a good time to sign up. So sign up in time for this weekend to be a part of the 95th month of consecutive track transparent profit. The transparency is clear. Go to lockbetting.com and you'll see every spreadsheet. But if you're too lazy to do that, just go to Twitter and look at the pin tweet. That is just the previous month's PL. That's at SGP Soccer at SGP Soccer. Moving on with this week's edition of the EPL show. Very weird format that we're going to have here for the next three editions of the EPL show. That's because of the way the EPL have laid out their fixtures and because we are covering the FA Cup semi-finals this week as well. So I figured that we would stop the show at Manchester United versus Burnley. Therefore, we will incorporate five EPL games and the two FA Cup semi-finals onto the show. We will then save the midweek games for a separate show, beginning with Leeds versus Liverpool and concluding on the Friday with Arsenal versus Everton. That will leave for next week's EPL show, the Saturday game between Liverpool and Newcastle kicking us off and concluding with the Monday game with Leicester and Crystal Palace. So seven games on that edition of the EPL show and one, two, three, four, five, six games in the midweek edition of the EPL show and seven games on this one. So a 7-6-7 seven, seven slate across the next three shows. That's how I've decided to do it. And we will begin with tonight's EPL game between Everton versus Tottenham at Goodison Park. 
Now, Everton's poor home record is the reason why they are not challenging for Champions League. They still have an outside chance and Spurs have an outside chance as well. But I'm really looking at this game as a, as a battle between two teams that are looking for Europa League football next season. Unless, of course, Tottenham go on a blistering run, which uh, would have to begin here by beating Everton away from home. They are 65 plus 120 to get that win with Everton, the 5-2 outsiders with the same price of 5-2 here for the the draw. Difficult game here to start with. Um, obviously, Everton's home form has been relatively poor. However, it's really, really difficult to take a Tottenham team who cannot hold on to a lead. They have the worst record in the EPL in terms of being in front and then dropping those points. Tottenham have only won three of their last 12 Premier League away games here. So that's almost uh, in line with Everton's poor home form. Everton have already beaten Spurs twice this season, knocking them out of the FA Cup as well in a very entertaining game. Tottenham have won just one of their last five games in all competitions, whereas Everton have actually avoided the defeat in three of their last four league encounters with Tottenham. And coming to this, having avoided defeat away to Brighton, we took them as a pick in that game. That was actually our lock. We pushed that lock. So I will uh, be looking to give you two locks on one of the shows, one of the next three shows that we are doing. But I really don't fancy it today. Um, I mean, there's barely a lock here re really for me on today's show, let alone two. So I really had to stretch to just find one. So uh, we're not going to give you that lock back here on this show. We are going to just give you the one. But uh, as for this game... I could see Everton avoiding a defeat here and um, I certainly see both teams scoring. So I lean towards those two plays tentatively. I don't know if we're going to be putting anything official out for our members because, as I said, this game is difficult. When you look at Tottenham's recent form, but then you look at Everton at home, it makes it difficult to kind of back both. I just think Everton... Everton's uh, poor home form is a little bit of an anomaly because it doesn't really matter at the moment where you play the games. I mean, the data alone tells you that the home advantage has been absolutely eradicated. So I think it's really purely coincidental that Everton aren't really pulling up great results at home and are a little bit better away. It could be down to tactical setup. It could be down to the fact that perhaps there is more, more pressure uh, to win your home games, even though that pressure shouldn't exist without fans there. And um, they are getting... They these poor results against poor teams or maybe against the, the stronger teams Everton won't won't really succumb to that pressure and be forced to to force the game and we're finding a lot of counter-attacking teams having more success when they are playing their counter-attacking style yet when they're forced to uh, have more possession and break teams down they're failing and that would obviously be what would happen with Everton they were the onus would be on them to beat poor teams at home and they haven't really been up to the task in this situation they're the underdog they are the weaker team so they can pretty much adapt their away form, which is why I like them here uh, in the double chance market. And of course, Tottenham's poor form and inability to keep a lead also makes that pick um, favourable as well. Everton are four or five here to be able to avoid a defeat. And uh, both teams scoring in this game is available at four to six minus 150. Like both of those plays here for this one. Moving on to Saturday's games and we begin with, uh, with Newcastle at home to West Ham. West Ham are flying high, looking like genuine Champions League contenders. I thought they would have the, a drop-off by now, but they are still hanging in there, in and around the top four, mainly down to the uh, signing or the loan signing of Jesse Lingard. They are the 11-10 favourites to win here at Newcastle. 5-2 to draw and 5-2 on Newcastle. 
I think the West Ham train continues to, to roll here. I find it very difficult to pick against West Ham in their current form. I don't think they'll get into the Champions League. I just think they'll, they'll drop more points than Chelsea en route to the um, end of the season. However, I do think they'll win this game, even though Newcastle are getting Callum Wilson back. I just think New, uh, West Ham are in better form and have the better players. And it's really difficult to go against them here at the moment. They're a team that have won five of the last eight Premier League matches, whereas Newcastle have only won one of their last nine home league assignments. However, Fulham's bad form coinciding with a slight improvement in Newcastle has meant that Newcastle are looking safe at the moment. It's looking very likely that Newcastle will survive and Fulham going down. It didn't quite look like the case a few weeks ago. This West Ham team have kept just one clean sheet in their last seven league games. So you can expect goals here in this one. But I think West Ham will be able to outscore Newcastle, given they have scored at least twice in six of the last eight league fixtures. And that will probably be enough here. Plus, Newcastle may be slightly less incentivized here, seeing as they took a massive step towards safety last week, clawing their way back from a goal down to beat Burley 2-1 at Turf Moor. We picked Newcastle in that game as an underdog as well. So that was a good result for us and um, the following the, the week prior to that was not a good result because we had Tottenham to win away to Newcastle that was a very poor result for Spurs and I think that has really put a dent in their Champions League hopes whereas for Newcastle it was the catalyst of them pulling six points clear of the drop zone and they still have a game in hand so I don't think that um, that massive pressure is really on them here in this game and uh, I think West Ham will be able to go to um, Newcastle and pick up a win here and continue their momentum going it's very interesting uh, to look at the league table because at one point West Ham were kind of doing this quietly but now people are really beginning to notice they do currently hold fourth position there are only seven games to go they are one point clear of Chelsea now all along Throughout the season, I've consistently turned around and said, well, at least through the last um, two months, Leicester's position is not safe. Well, Leicester are now one point ahead of West Ham and they are two points ahead of Chelsea. West Ham can win this game and go into third. And New Leicester and New Leicester and Chelsea will be separated by just two points. Leicester will then only be four points clear of Liverpool, who are kind of getting a run together. I think Tottenham have got too much to do. They're seven points behind Leicester, six points behind West Ham. So... Um, with only one point separating Everton and Spurs as well, who play each other, and Everton themselves have a game in hand. I think you have to cut this off at some point. And for me, I cut it off at Liverpool. So it's going to be two from four here. Leicester, West Ham, Chelsea and Liverpool. You look at that slate and you think West Ham and Leicester are going to drop out. But the fact is, is that Leicester at one point were the one to ten favourites to get in. And I kind of said to you throughout this is the team that could drop out. This is the team that did that last season. This is the team that, aside from West Ham, do have the weakest squad. And now it's almost like they're being punished for their own achievement because this team, in two seasons in a row, have made a flying start and have overachieved. Leicester shouldn't be in the top four. Look at their players. Leicester shouldn't be in the top four. But they seem to continue to get into the top four and it looks like they continue to miss out on the top four. And that, well, at least that's my prediction for the rest of the season. I predict that Leicester will miss out. And all of a sudden, people will look at that and go, this team is terrible. This manager's awful. This team can't hold, can't manage to get into the top four. They keep failing. Well, they're not failing. They, they've put up a ridiculous points tally for the personnel they have for the first 30 games. And... Um, 
I just think that looking at the fixture list and the momentum with Chelsea and Liverpool at the moment, they'll be able to accumulate more points than Leicester, who will only accumulate the expected number of points for that football club. Whereas at this point in time, they've overachieved and put themselves into third place and and an FA Cup semi-final that gets played this weekend. So I think there'll be a lot of negative press towards Leicester and Brendan Rodgers come the end of the season when they don't make the top four. But at the moment, that is my prediction. I, I do predict that Leicester will not make the top four, but I've been saying that for the entire for this entire two-month period where they looked very, very comfortable. And I kind of kept saying as soon as Tuchel started to get that um, momentum going with Chelsea and going on this run, Watch out for Leicester because I really do feel like Leicester aren't going to make it. And it's they're still actually um, at an underdog price to finish outside of the top four. Leicester to finish outside of the top four is available at even money. Chelsea to finish outside of the top four is 10 to 11. Liverpool to finish outside of the top four is also 10 to 11. So there's a real chance here that, um, that you can still make some decent money on that. And if you look at West Ham being at one to two, or in some places, one to three, to finish outside of the top four. I don't think there's massive differences here in, in the personnel and the squads. West Ham have always had good players that have underachieved, whereas Leicester have been delivering. West Ham's good players are now delivering. Jesse Lingard is a top four player playing in a um, playing in a club like West, playing for a club like West Ham, which has made a huge difference because now he's a big fish in a small pond, where he, where he was a. Um, where he was a player that got overlooked at Manchester United and couldn't even get into the team. He's now delivering. And of course, West Ham have all of the momentum. So big, big weekend here and big, big game at both ends of the table here with Newcastle and West Ham. Up next, we go to a game that doesn't mean shit. It's Wolves versus Sheffield United, where Wolves here are available at 7-10 to to win this game. It's 13-5 to the draw, and it's 9-2 to on Sheffield United. Well, Wolves have had a terrible season compared to their previous seasons, and obviously that's going to happen when you lose your main striker. They haven't been able to find those goals, so... Looking at this game, for me, if Wolverhampton Wanderers are a team that struggled to score goals and we know who Sheffield United are, this, for me, is a red-hot under. But I also find it very, very difficult not taking a lean on the money line because everybody, everybody beats Sheffield United. Sheffield United have scored just seven goals in 15 away league games this season, whilst Wolves... Uh, have seen four of their last five home matches produce under two and a half goals. This Sheffield United team have lost 13 of their last 15 away league assignments this season, whereas under two and a half goals have been scored in five of Sheffield United's last nine league games on the road. So for me, very, very easy under, and it's very easy also to take Wolves here on the money line. Wolves money line, seven to 10, under two and a half goals, four to six. Like both plays in this game, even though it's irrelevant, I do like having some action here on this one. Moving on to Sunday's games, we look at Arsenal at home to Fulham off the back of destroying racist Slavia Prague in the, in the Europa League yesterday. Arsenal are available here at 4-5 to win this game. It's 13-5 to join. It's 4-1 on Fulham. It's almost reached a point where Fulham have to win this game and um, I don't think that they will. This is a reverse of the opening day of the season where Arsenal battered Fulham. Fulham have improved a lot since then, have learned how to hang with Premier League teams. But I just don't think they're going to hang here with Arsenal. Arsenal had the momentum of that win in the Europa League. Their league positions 
doesn't really matter too much at this point. The Europa League is the sole focus. They're not going to qualify for the Champions League. They're not even going to qualify for Europe via the league position. But I think whoever they put out here, they'll be capable of beating Fulham. Fulham's recent results have really put Newcastle in the ascendancy to stay up. I think this is a demoralised team that will go to Arsenal looking for a win as opposed to sitting back and trying to pick up points and trying to hit teams on the break. That's not going to work for Fulham now. They need wins. They're going to have to come out and express themselves and be a little bit more attack-minded. And that's going to lose so many gaps here for Arsenal to have the opportunities to win this game no matter who they play I think we will still see a strong team I think those Europa League semi-finals are some weeks away and I see Arsenal here winning this game against the Fulham team who as I said have lost the form they've lost the knack of um, picking up those points I think the key picking up those points that they were I think the key factor or the key result was that one against Aston Villa they were 1-0 up they were heading towards a vital three points that would have put Newcastle in the relegation zone and they absolutely capitulated inside the final 10 minutes I think that's going to be absolutely key here and uh, I think because of that result, you are going to see them come out, try and um, gamble here. And if you gamble against Arsenal, whoever they have out, as bad as the season they've had, they will be able to win this game. And as I said, rest is not important when they are prioritising the Europa League. They don't have to prioritise it until Thursday, the 29th of April. So no look ahead spot here. Just take the better team Arsenal here at four to five. Up next, we look at Manchester United at home to Burnley, where Man U are the 4-11 favourites. It's 4-1 the draw, and it's 8-1 on Burnley. Man United won yesterday with quite a few players missing, so it'll be interesting to see who we get back here for this game. Um, I, I think it's very important to to keep winning now suddenly because um, we have the chance to close the gap to Manchester City down to seven points, having played an equal number of games. What's particularly interesting is that had we beaten Sheffield United as we should have done and we'd got the, um, the, the win against West Brom instead of drawing that game, this team would have an additional five points. So beating Burnley this weekend wouldn't close the gap down to seven points. It would close it down to two points with Manchester City having a more difficult running uh, as we head towards the end of the season and competing on four fronts. This is a team going for a quadruple. It's just a shame that Manchester United didn't at least pick up one of those results to put some real pressure here on Manchester City. But Obviously, we need to just keep winning. Um, if Manchester City continue to continue to win as well, then obviously uh, we need to set, we need to shift sole focus on to the Europa League. But at this point in time. Manchester City lost last week to Leeds United and it only really takes a couple of draws. I know it's not really possible. I'm not saying that it's possible. But what I'm saying is, as a football manager, which Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is, you have to look at the possibility in football of closing this gap. Stranger things have happened. And if Manchester United can win this game and get it down to seven points and Manchester City, for example, draw their next couple of games, they do have Chelsea only in the FA Cup this weekend, but coming up ahead in the league, if they can draw a couple of games that Manchester United win, seven becomes five and five becomes three. So that will start to put pressure on Manchester City, who, as I said, have a more difficult run. And listen, realistically, it's not going to happen. Manchester United will have to win every single game from now until the end of the season. And Manchester City will have to draw four games or they'll have to draw three games and, and, and they'll draw two games and lose one. So, yes, it sounds possible if, if Manchester United win every single game and Manchester City finish with a, with a total of 1-4, drawn two and lost one, 
then suddenly that puts the two teams level on points. But then, obviously, you have to factor in goal difference. And at the moment, unless Man United start absolutely beasting everybody between now and the end of the season, that's also going to be a deciding factor as well. So it's not very likely. It's more of a case of what could have been. It's more of a case of look at the points Man United have dropped and what that could have meant. But but still, we have to continue to win our games because this is the Premier League and, and anybody can happen. Leads have been lost from ridiculous positions. Just ask Steven Gerrard, who slipped on his ass and cost Liverpool the league title and has never won a league title. Steven Gerrard has never won a league title. I always find that hilarious because he's supposed to be this big Premier League legend and one of Liverpool's all-time greats. But he's never won a Premier League medal. Steven Gerrard has never won a Premier League medal. Keep saying it's fun because I love saying it. Steven Gerrard has never won a Premier League medal. It's just funny to me. <laughs> One more time. Steven Gerrard has never won a Premier League medal. Okay, um, that's for this game. Manchester United against Burnley. I think Man United will edge this one out. We've been very good defensively at the moment. So I don't see a lot of goals in this game. I mean, Burnley could could do the typical thing where, that, where they go ahead and Manchester United have to pull out some kind of second half performance. We have seen this script over and over and over again. But look, Manchester United aren't battering people and Man United aren't conceding a lot of goals. So um, their games are relatively tight. I think I would be happy here to take Man U to win this game and tacking on the under four and a half goals and getting out of four to six minus 150 because I don't see a scenario where we see five goals here. Burnley on their day can be very defensively tight and they and they are they do tend to be more tight and set up to be more hard to break down against the top teams. We have seen some goal flurries in Burnley games as of late but I'm not expecting one here I'm expecting a cagey game where um, Man United eventually make their dominance tell or the other script where Man United have a lot of the ball don't penetrate find themselves a goal down they get a half-time team talk and come out and win this game by two goals to one but I don't see a script where we win 5-0. I don't see a script where we win 3-2. I see us winning this game with there being under five goals in it. So 4-6 is the play here for this one. So that concludes your Premier League action. We will now move on to these FA Cup semi-finals taking place this weekend. Let me just bring them up here on my screen. Saturday's semi-final sees Chelsea against Manchester City. Both these semi-finals are taking place at Wembley. Manchester City are the three to four favourites here to win this game. It's 13 to five the draw and it's 18 to five here on Chelsea. Now, <clears throat> going into this game, I can't really make the same case for Chelsea as I probably would have made a few weeks ago because a few weeks ago, I honestly thought that Chelsea would win this game. Now, this was largely down to the fact because I thought Manchester City would have more commitments. They were trying to win the Premier League. They had a League Cup final to look ahead to. And their main priority was the Champions League. An FA Cup run didn't really seem that important. Whereas Chelsea, it really represented their main opportunity to secure silverware. And the way Tuchel started as manager of Chelsea and the way the likes of uh, Tottenham and Liverpool were playing, it looked like that Chelsea were going to coast into the top four. Let's look at the situation right now. Yes, Manchester City are still going for a quadruple, but Chelsea still want to win this FA Cup semi-final. Chelsea are still in a Champions League semi-final because they not only beat Atletico Madrid, and I expected them to beat Atletico Madrid, but they lucked out with the golden draw, the golden ticket of Porto. They are now in the easy half of the draw where they just need to beat a Real Madrid team who are not the Real Madrid team of four or five years ago to get into a Champions League final. I do think Real Madrid will win that game, but don't 
think Chelsea think that. I don't think Chelsea think that the Real Madrid are going to win that game, obviously. So they are going to go all out. And if you're looking at the match-up player for player, Chelsea have a great chance of getting through to the Champions League final. In fact, we have a great chance of having two all English European Cup finals in both the Europa League and the Champions League. That could really happen. And Chelsea could play Manchester City in the Champions League final. This could be a preview of the Champions League final. And as for Chelsea's league position, Tottenham haven't really made much of a chase, but Liverpool are coming back. And West Ham aren't fading away. West Ham are not going away. As I spoke about earlier, I think there's a better chance of Leicester going away than West Ham at the moment. So surprisingly, they haven't secured that top four position. So in a way... Their league matches are now more important than Manchester City's league matches because if Chelsea don't win their league matches, they may not be in the Champions League. If they don't win the Champions League and they don't get into the top four, they are not in the Champions League. Manchester City are in the Champions League and the chances of Man United turning around a seven-point deficit with seven games to go is highly unlikely. This is a Manchester City team that probably do only need to win four of the last seven games to make sure they secure the Premier League. Chelsea probably need to go on a better run than that to, than to stay in the top four. So whereas Manchester City do have one more trophy that they're competing for in terms of the League Cup, and obviously they want to win the Premier League, Chelsea's Premier League games are equally important. They're in this semi-final against Manchester City here, and they have the Champions League semi-final against Real Madrid as well. So there's nothing here to separate these two teams in terms of scheduling, and that was originally the direction I was going to go in. Look, Chelsea's silverware all depends upon this. Their season hinges on this semi-final, and Manchester City's doesn't. That is now a bullshit theory. It doesn't exist. It's equal for both. Both teams have other distractions. Both have same things to look ahead to, and this game is equally important or equally unimportant for both. Um, I'm going to take Manchester City to win it in 90 minutes for that reason. They have won 28 of their last 30 fixtures. They beat Chelsea 3-1 when the teams last met in January, although that was when Chelsea were under Frank the Clown. Um, Chelsea have lost two of their last four matches, so a little bit of the two-shall shine is starting to come off. Two home defeats, bad ones as well. I expect Chelsea to beat Porto at home, and I sure as hell expect them to beat West Bromwich Albion that was embarrassing. And uh, Manchester City have scored exactly twice in five of the last six games. And what will probably be a cagey semi-final, two goals will be enough here to beat this team. I think it will be a low-scoring game. I think Tuchel will set his team up to be difficult to to difficult to, to beat and will try and catch Chelsea, uh, Manchester City on the break. But this is a team that failed to take loads of chances in games and uh, they won't get as many here against Manchester City. And I just don't think they have the quality to penetrate despite all the money they spent on attackers. The attackers are not getting it done for them. This team are really relying on their defensive form at the moment and they will not be able to contain Manchester City throughout this game. So whereas previously, as I said, a lot of this would have been reliant on priority and rotation and things of that nature. I think it's all equal coming in in terms of that. I think that specific part of it is out of the window and therefore you have to go with City on the money line here to reach the FA Cup final in this one. Moving on to the second semi, it's Leicester at home to Southampton, where Leicester are available at 10 to 11, it's 13 to 5 the draw and it's 16 to 5 on the Saints. 
is this the time when Leicester City are going to finally do what they should, be, should have done a while ago and that's reach a cup final? They're, they're obviously a team that are struggling to get over the line with the Champions League and um, that would obviously be a monumental achievement if they can finally get it. But obviously, they also want trophies. I think a cup final would be equally appreciated here by their supporters and they're looking at this probably as a dream draw against Southampton, especially given the form that Southampton are in coming into this at the moment. They have really been poor as of late. They're coming off being bashed 3-0 by West Brom. And looking at that makes it very, very difficult here to not take Leicester. Southampton have lost seven of the last 10 games away from St. Mary Stadium. And as I said, this one will be played at Wembley. Leicester, Leicester beat Southampton 2-0 in the league match in January, and that was comfortable. The Saints have won just four of the last 15 in all competitions, and Southampton have only won two of the last eight encounters with Leicester. And if you remember a few years back, Leicester beat this team 9-0 away from home. So I think Leicester will get this done. I like Leicester in on the money line. It's not going to be my strongest play because Leicester have found a way to not reach cup finals before from positions where it looked like they were going to. Last season, Aston Villa were relegation threatened and Leicester were strong, strong favourites to beat them and reach the cup final. And they didn't. Aston Villa ended up in last season's League Cup final. So their supporters have seen semi-final disappointment before. So therefore, this is no means a lock. But on paper, you have to strongly fancy Leicester here to get through <clears throat> to the FA Cup semi-final, uh, FA Cup final. Sorry, this weekend. Closing out with a lock here on the show. Um, I said at the top of the show we weren't going to give you two locks this week. Well, actually, we will. We're we're going to go in a different direction. We're going to give you a futures lock. And we're going to give you a game lock for this week. So the game lock will be Man United to beat Burnley with under four and a half goals. That one is available at four to six. I really like stuff in that Wolves-Sheffield uh, United game, but the game is so irrelevant. It's, diff really, it's, it's difficult to stake an entire unit on it. But what I'm comfortable staking an entire unit on is Man U and under four and a half goals, along with a full unit on Leicester not to be in the top four. Leicester not to be in the top four. I think there's more momentum with the other clubs you're looking at Chelsea, West Ham and Liverpool and I can just see Leicester not making it so that will be your one unit futures lock here on this show that's it for me in this edition of the EPL show good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening